Welcome to Between Alpha Omega. I'm your host, Tim Farr, and this is an episode of Tim Talks, the second episode of Tim Talks. The first one was with Tyler. I highly recommend that you listen to that one. It happened in February where uh, it was just kind of a roommate podcast where Curtis and me and Tyler all talked and we got to know Tyler more and the struggles and stuff that he was going through. And this is just an episode of just me speaking into a microphone, looking at my computer monitor and, well... I guess I should elaborate on some things. See, this podcast is a dream, is a passion of mine, and it wasn't even the original idea. The podcast didn't even exist. It was a YouTube show. See, in late 2016, I bought my Mustang GT California Special, and I kept noticing how people kept talking to me about it. Wherever I went, people would stop me and talk about the car. Even today, I was sitting in a stoplight, I get like catcalled because of my car, which is just silly to me. My car is way more hotter than I am, and that's fine. It's like having a hot girlfriend that always gets you all the attention. And it's usually creepy old men, so that's kind of on par. Anyways, the original idea was just a car show on YouTube that focused around cars called Alpha Omega. The premise was, you know, start at point A and drive to point B and talk about life, talk about cars, talk about Christianity or whatever and whomever I wanted to get a hold of and and drive their car and talk about their car and kind of where they are in life and what they think about certain thoughts and philosophies. I actually reached out to some people and had a few nibbles of interest, but it kind of fell through. I couldn't find a video editor. I couldn't find video equipment that wasn't breaking my bank. I I started to try to get a board together and have a a slew of ideas, which is actually still in my shared drive, my Google Drive. And it just kind of fell through. And around summer of 18, uh, the name stuck with me, Alpha Omega. I I really liked the idea of Alpha Omega. And I just kept thinking about this and kept thinking about this. And the whole idea of having conversations with just people, with friends, with whomever, And then in late 2018, I I had my cart set and I was going to buy all the podcast equipment and get something off the ground just with my roommates, just with friends. And then everything in my life collapsed. (laughs) Disaster struck. I had a house fire and lost everything. And a few situations happened after that that led me to leave the church that I was at. And yet I kept having this thought bursting in my chest that I couldn't hold back anymore. This idea of being between Alpha Omega. This idea of God is the beginning and the end, but what, what happens in the middle? And that's kind of our stories. And I knew just having conversations with friends or people that I knew, we could talk about life. We could talk about Christianity. We could talk about the things that are just going wrong in society or the things that we find amusing in society. And yet again, I kept having conversations with friends or just people I knew about how broken the church is and how broken Christianity is. Thus, you kind of have the crux of the show. And soon we'll dive into other topics inside from Christianity as the show grows and it fluxes. As other people come onto the show and we talk about their lives and just kind of what's happening. We talked about the Super Bowl halftime show in episode four. I mean... We want to stay what is going on in our society and on top of that layer in with Christianity and and talk about the brokenness of it. And honestly, if I'm to elaborate even more, I don't think people expected me to have a show like this. That would be vulgar, have cuss words or and really, I think people thought it would be shorter like all the other podcasts out there, which is kind of why I didn't do it that way. 
there's Andy Stanley, there's Francis Chan, there's Louis Giglio who blow me out of the water. So <laughs> listen to them preach a message. I'm I'm not that great and I'll never be that great. And that's just who I am. And that's fine. That's not how God gifted me. But God did gift me to speak and did gift me to be more devotional. So that's what this show is about. And it's going to be shorter. It's going to be more my thoughts and Christianity and more a devotional type message. This is really kind of a place for me to have a sermon every month if I want to or choose to. Or maybe I have a guest who says, you know, I'm struggling with this or I want to talk about this. And we go there and we do that. So I'm kind of excited to have the show be once a month and the main show be its colossusness and awesomeness with Drew and Curtis and whoever else we can get on the couch. But this this show is different. This show is just me and my thoughts. And one of the things that's been hitting my heart the hardest lately is a simple concept. Start with love. And I've I've been hounding on love for a long time. And when I was at that big mega church, I led a group called the Student Serve Team and we started with love and I kept diving into love and everything that I talked about went back to love. And I think and I was also working on a project to cut myself off there, <laughs> working on a project that I'm still kind of toying with who constantly keeps morphing of how love should be a doctrine in the church and how it should be a centerpiece because love is that important. And Jesus says in Matthew twenty two thirty three through 40, one of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with the question, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. It's all about love. It is all about loving him with everything that you are and then loving others which is my whole problem with christianity and the church is man we suck at loving and even me i'm just beginning to learn how to crawl i fail constantly at loving other people i i hurt someone that was very close to me and i've talked about it a couple of times on the show and it's because i didn't love well and i realized that and i've grown from that and i take another baby step forward and i learn more about myself each and every time now, I've been around the block a few times in several different churches with all sorts of denominations, and I <laughs> even went to a Baptist college that was taught by Presbyterian professors. So I have the whole gamut of different denominations and theologies and doctrines and blah, blah, blah. And what's interesting for me to think about is how lines are being drawn in the sand, battlegrounds among Christians. The other day I saw a new term to me. It was just a new term to me. I'm sure this has been out forever, but because I'm not on the, the pulse anymore, a progressive Christian. Then there's a conservative Christian. Then you have the 50 billion denominations. Again, just lines being drawn in the sand. You know how hard it is to get a, an Assemblies of God church to do work with a Baptist church? Or the question arises, what Reformation do you hold on to? Are you Calvinist? Are you Arminian? Are you pre-trib? Are you mid-trib? Are you post-trib? And we use all these labels in Christianity to, well, <laughs> label people and draw lines in the sand and to judge people. Why do we use scripture to hurt people? Why do we use theology, doctrines, or whatever to judge people and hurt people? And now I'm going to go on a rant. A less devotional more just me being angry. 
Why do we use scripture to say women can't speak in church? Why is it that most interpretations that are said to be the best, quote, best, or commentaries are done by white men? Isn't it funny how they would say that women can't speak in church? Do we really believe that God would limit how the gospel is spread solely based on gender? Are we really thinking that way? Because I look at scripture and I see how men should be like protectors of women, should well sacrifice for women. Ephesians 5, and if you're a strong woman, you hate Ephesians 5, 21, 22. You hate these verses, and rightfully so, because they are interpreted very poorly. Let's read Ephesians 5, 21. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And that's where the white man teacher will go off on some stupid tangent about how women blah, 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 blah. And it's all wrong and bogus. Look at 25. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. So men, shut up. Shut up. Don't say to your wife, you must submit to me. You must bow down to me because husbands, men, you're to love her and sacrifice yourself as Christ gave up his life for the church. Does that sound like men should be over women? Now it does say for husbands as the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. What does that really mean? I'm not even really sure, but it's interesting how Christ is the head of the church and yet does so much to sacrifice to love his church and put the church above him, right? He sacrificed himself. He put his life on the line so that we could be saved. And what Paul is saying here in Ephesians, in my opinion, is that's how we should treat our wives. And yet that scripture gets abused to make men lords over their women. And it's wrong. As I go on with this tangent, perhaps when Paul was talking about women not speaking in church, he was actually trying to protect women. Now, I know that's kind of a crazy thought, but go with me. Think of it this way. We know for a fact that disciples were treated harshly. Upside down cross, thrown off a building, tortured, stoned, etc. These same men who did that to other men were going to throw stones at a woman for adultery. Let's read in John 8, 1 through 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him and sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. Placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commands us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to him to test him, that they may have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to him, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? No one has condemned you, she said. No one, Lord. 
And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go from now on, sin no more. So a few things I want to point out here in my astute observation. How does one catch someone in the act of adultery? That's what scripture literally says there. Caught in the act of adultery. Now, this isn't a podcast where I explain the birds and the bees, but you need two people to commit an act of adultery. Two, not just one, two. Hmm, isn't that interesting how only the woman was condemned? How the woman was brought out? How she was the one caught in the act of adultery? Also, notice how the woman didn't even get to speak. Wasn't even given a defense. We don't know who this woman was. And more importantly, where the hell is a man who she was committing the adultery with? My point is this. Do you really think a woman who had no rights, no property, no real worth in this time period, other than making babies, and a man could just say, hey, you committed adultery, we put you to death. Do you really think that woman would have have a hope or a prayer to speak the gospel when men were getting horrifically killed for it? Or the sick, detestable things men do to women already? Can you imagine in a time, in this time period, if she was also speaking the gospel? These women would be tortured, abused, gross things come to my mind because Men were already doing that to other men for speaking the gospel, and men happens to be treat women more harshly than a man. The man wasn't even brought up in adultery, and they wanted to kill her for it. Where the hell is the man? And yet we want to use scripture to put women down and to hurt women? (laughs) I guess we do like to draw lines in the sand. We do like to have our authority, and we do like to judge people, and we do like to push people aside. It's funny. Not really. I say that sarcastically. It's horrific. It's an injustice. We should be starting with love. We should be loving each other. Not putting each other down based on gender. We should be lifting each other up. Speaking praises. And even in the midst of the biggest failures, we should be embracing each other. Because really, let whom... Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw the stone at her. The closer I get to Christ, the further I feel from him. The more I realize my own sin and grossness. How much more I realize my failures and my shortcomings. How much more do I realize how much more I fall short in the glory of God. And that's why I started this podcast. Because I'm saying things that the church won't, can't. I'm saying things that probably make a lot of people mad, including this. And that's kind of my whole point. Why are we getting mad? Shouldn't we just be loving each other? Embracing each other? Having conversations? Instead, we want to keep drawing lines in the sand. Because it makes us more powerful. It makes us have authority. It makes us seem like a leader. And the gross thing is we're using the gospel to do it. We're using scripture to hurt other people. And it reminds me of early American history with the plantation owners and slavery and how they were using scripture on slavery to, to justify racism and the harshness they were bringing upon those people. And I still see it today, this case with women. And it's gross. And it's an injustice. And this is only part of what's on my heart. 
I could be here for another hour explaining how we should just love each other better, embrace each other and our failures, embrace each other, because who among us is without sin and failure? Who? Which means we should just be all that closer, because we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same sinking ship. Without the glory of God, without Christ, who are we? And yet Christ is the one that tells us to go out and love. That's how they will know you are my disciples. It's the way that you love each other and we can't even get that right. We draw lines in the sand and we keep pushing people away. You're part of this denomination. I can't talk to you. You believe that women should speak in church. I can't talk to you. You believe in this. You believe in that. Who love God with everything that you are and love others just as you love yourself and everything else will fall into place maybe just maybe we should start with love thank you for listening to this podcast i hope that you give the other episodes a chance go to the website between alpha omega.com there is a contact form you can reach out to me and the crew about anything that you want if you even want to join the show and i can remote you in and you can be in bermuda and i can have you on the show so if you're listening out there and you want to have a conversation please use that contact form Also, thank you for reading the blog and the feedback that I've been getting on the blog. I'll have a new blog up in March. It is March. This is the only episode of Tim Talks in March. I'll have one in the middle of March, a blog. And then in April will be another episode of Tim Talks. So thank you for being with me on this journey as I begin to build things. Things are happening behind the scenes, behind the curtains. Things with the crew, things with just what's going on in my mind. And we may even talk about it next week. So thank you. I love you. Hit me up. Reach out. Okay, bye.